0: Hello everyone, welcome to Kunit Square. Hello, hello. This is a podcast where we talk about uh, gay identities in Malaysia, specifically gay experiences. And today uh, our topic is going to be about... Relationships. Yes, so we are going to be talking about a few
1: things to do with gay relationships and um, Gay relationships are not, I mean, I think we all know that it's not as easy as straight relationships, but not to say straight relationships are easy either, but gay, yeah. relationship, gay relationships have different layers and different uh, nuances, correct. different, yeah, different expectations. Difficulties, yeah. expectations. So it's best we talk about them in the Malaysian context because uh, Malaysia uh the environment that we face in Malaysia does provide does give a different uh, array of challenges to give relationships yeah. um uh, so are you in a relationship? not at the moment okay neither am i uh so we are both single men but we are able to talk about relationships from uh just our right, past from, experiences yeah, correct so um i think my Past experiences in terms of my relationships have been varied some were good some were not good in terms of the way they ended but um, well as most uh, 21st century relationships or basically the beginnings of relationships go uh, most of them happen through social media so um, I had one that happened through Facebook well actually two that happened through Facebook uh, one through Okay, Cupid. Wow, kind of weird. Yeah, I never expected something to happen through Okay, Cupid. <laughs> but that was like that one time I tried and then it worked. But I kind of I never left thought it. <laughs> that
0: OkCupid Cupid would work because all of my exes I've met through like Grinder or wh- one of the other apps like
1: Tinder or something else. Yeah, like uh-huh. Hornet, Jack. Right. Yeah. Okay. All of them have been on right, the Right. Right. So you are. Uh, your stories are success stories in terms of finding love through hookup apps right I,
0: I don't i don't know if finding love is uh-huh. the right uh-huh. way of describing it i mean my the first guy i dated was a filipino
1: guy uh-huh. who ultimately was unfaithful oh no yeah. why i mean do you want to talk more about it like what happened
0: uh, well, it was like a brief like seven-month relationship That's quite long Yeah In
1: in, in terms of gay relationships
0: Yeah, like. very long um, And we jumped right into it as well We were both very young uh-huh. Jumped right into it mm-hmm. um, I then found out that he was seeing someone behind my back Oh no Yeah mm-hmm. um, And then... It was a very tumultuous relationship anyway Like, so we, in the end, also just called it quits. Right. And then I I guess I don't know what it was. Maybe it's because I was young and, and mm-hmm. um, full of rage. But mm-hmm. I ended up um, dating the guy that he cheated on me with.
1: <laughs> no way. Oh, my God. I've only seen yeah. memes about it. Yeah. I didn't know it happens in real life. Yeah. Okay. yeah. How long did that last?
0: Oh, that was even shorter. <laughs> I wonder why <laughs> It was like maybe three months And the first part of it was all just
1: about like Talking about like what did he do to you Right, you, yeah. were, you were getting information out of him Like we both were We were just like oh my gosh
0: He used oh, the same the- tactics on the <laughs> both of us
1: How did he feel about you two dating? Was he enraged? I'm not sure
0: if he knew
1: To oh, be my honest. god, You should have shoved it uh, in his face It should have been like front on the on the front of the newspaper, the school newspaper, or whatever. Well, from what I understand,
0: like the two of them are still quite friendly now. Okay. And I'm not friendly with either of them, so
1: <laughs> it's fine. It's their loss. Yeah. But it's it still goes back to how um, gay relationship, unfortunately, don't last long. Yeah. Like, which is quite unfortunate. Like it's not. It's not that difficult I guess for us to start a relationship or to get into a relationship but to make it last, it is, it is quite difficult because first of all, this is uh, going back to the grinder episode in, re- in which we talked about this, uh, this um, easiness, this convenience that we have through hookup apps to, to just get sex and go about with our lives as in previously you would be in a relationship and sex would be part of the relationship yeah. but now we would rather spend time with our friends, uh, spend time for the benefit of our career and have sex on the side exactly. just when we yeah. need that release so relationships aren't always a priority of ours especially as gay men and um, that has of course affected gay relationships in general But cause, because if you see in the past in some literature gay relationships did last a long time but of course, uh, some literature also brings to light that gay relationships didn't last that long either. So, do you think it's something ingrained in us as gay men, or is it because of the 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 the, the hookup culture? Correct. I, I think it's more to do with the hookup culture
0: because, I mean, I think when you think about the uh, the days before grind, I think well i wouldn't know but i Mm -hmm. i think there wouldn't be a lot of um as many hookups or breakups as now of course i could be wrong and i'm happy to be told otherwise because Mm -hmm. that would be a welcome change but from my perspective at least it seems like yes we do like to just hook up get it later, over with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then um, get back to our lives, right? Uh, but I also wonder whether in Malaysia there is uh, this other aspect of it being illegal, and therefore uh, it will always be a form of just uh, expression or or uh, momentary freedom before we uh, how I guess before we get back into our lives, to our careers
1: right i have um a lot of um gay muslim friends uh but these gay malay muslim friends they are in relationships but they are not monogamous right because their reason uh the reason that they give me is because they see no goal um no end for their relationship as in like there is no goalpost that they are working towards like like they can't get married they can't get married yes but even if they, they even if marriage is not in their agenda they don't they can't see themselves in the long term because they know at one point either they will be found out and judged and they would have to by judged I mean like severely um, judged by society as well as maybe the government will get involved through and all this. religious authorities correct so they have this fear at the back of their mind even when they're in in relationships that they will be caught at some point so uh, they're not public either so when you're not public with your relationship you get to you get to leave each other when the ending to when the ending comes so when you feel like you can no longer continue this relationship you could part ways easily and without leaving any trace on social media or just amongst your friends, of course, amongst your friends, you may that person may be, um, may be familiar with your close friends. You may have introduced them to your close friends, but once that happens, uh, once uh, the ending is there, then you get to you know just part ways easily. So that's one. But another thing is is also that um, they they have to get they have this idea that they will have to get married at one point yeah. so when they're in their 20s maybe early 30s they still have this liberty of um, keeping their relatives or their parents and their expectations at bay to yeah. saying, oh i'm concentrating on my career or something like that but it is it is apparently a religious obligation a duty to your religion to get married and procreate so they, wow. the society actually puts that pressure on them as uh, this is what i know so but society actually puts the pressure on them to get married and procreate because of their religion. So they don't necessarily see an ending to a relationship. I mean to to see sorry, not say an ending, but uh happy ending actually. Yeah. That's what I mean. So they don't see an they don't see a happy ending to a relationship. So they don't necessarily stay faithful either because they know this will come right. to an end. Yeah. So that's why they 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 my friends, most of them are unfaithful because they say that, oh, it's going to come to an end anyway. He's cheating as well because both of them have the same mindset. So they both cheat and it's just this, this continuous like to, to both parties. It's just like, this is just a phase in my life. Correct. This is just this gay phase that I have. I will fulfill my religious duty as a Muslim man and get married. Wow. At one point in my life. So I might as well just get this out of my system right now, sleep with as many men as I want. And get married but that's another issue because married men still cheat with yeah, other men exactly because once because of this of course it goes back to this all these applications because it makes hooking up that much easier and you get to keep your anonymity right yeah your, you get to stay anonymous yeah and people won't know if you're married or not and you get to sleep with as many men as you want on the down low and um, that that's that's an issue in Malaysia as well. Married men having sex uh, with other men without their wives' knowledge. And that's just also damaging to the families
0: itself. Like, right. I imagine if they had kids. Um, I can't imagine um, something like a family being brought through um, something like that if it were...
1: To come up. Yeah. Right. Um, right.
0: But then I also think, you know, I guess, is that is there a way out of it, um, you know, like could more acceptance really be the answer here? Because to me, like, like you said, when, when you talk about like the religious, uh, obligation, uh, like, does it include adoption? For example, mm-hmm. um, I know that when I looked up, uh, when I did some research for, for today's podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I, wh- what I found out that was that, uh, Single men can adopt in Malaysia. Uh, but we do need to get, um, I, I believe, the health ministry's approval amongst other things. And we can only adopt male children. So I don't know whether like something like religious obligation would be fulfilled if,
1: you, say, you adopted a child. Right. But, I mean, since it has to be approved by the Malaysian... Health ministry. I think if even if they catch an inkling of the fact that you may be a homosexual, it would definitely deter the chances that you have of um, having a child. But yeah, having said that, there are many local uh, gay celebrities who have kids. I mean, they may still be in the closet, but they do they do have kids that they've adopted, and uh, yeah, people know about it, and they may have uh, even divorced their wives. Um, and they have adopted kids after their divorce, but yeah, but it's um I guess if you're a celebrity, you play by different rules and um, that that gives them the privilege of actually having uh, having kids by adoption um, but even themselves uh, even they yeah uh, these celebrities they are not i mean they are under public scrutiny more than an average homosexual right mm-hmm. so they, of course, they have uh, different uh, types of pressure that is placed on them. But because of our society and how rigid our society is, how judgmental our society is to the homosexual community, gay men are, in general, even if you are in a relationship, you don't have yeah. the liberty of showing PDA. Yeah. Yeah. So that PDA's PDAs may sound unnecessary, may sound very childish or trivial, yeah. but they do. They, they are an uh, an aspect of a relationship. So, a straight couple may hold hands when walking in public. They could be seen eating together, feeding each other food, something as simple as that. But if, if a gay person were to do that, they would get yeah, immediate exactly. side eyes, or yeah. people may still come to them like, oh, you disgust me, like, yeah. stop doing that in public. Uh, but this gets worse if the couple is, both of them are of the Muslim faith, because they get to they would be put under uh some uh, by the religious authority right they would be, yeah. they would still have they to get fear. it doubly worse than right than uh, the non-muslims correct so since that's the majority of uh, the gay community naturally because of the percentage of the population so we don't have we don't have the support from uh, from uh, the malay muslim community especially because of this fear that they have. Of course, some, some have come forward, uh, they've caught flack, but you know, some have stood their ground, some have backtracked. Yeah. But still, this, uh, it still comes from the top, as in this, fear that, this fearful environment that has been created for gay couples. So it is always easier for you to just hook up and yeah. find all the other support that you would need, that you would find, that you would seek from your partner, from, from your friends. Yeah. so the only thing that your friends can't give you is sex so you yeah. get sex from these applications and you find support from your friends and that's, that's a strategy that gay men have used I have used as well but not for reasons of fear because, yeah. because just when you can't find someone to be in a relationship with you yeah. know so you just get sex and you get support from other parties from different parties
0: but do you think that's something that is purely um confined to the gay community because i remember listening to um another podcast uh and in one episode they talked about modern relationships and how it takes um a village to raise a child um and also to maintain a relationship and i think one of the speakers in that podcast said that and this what they were talking about straight relationships and they said you know we used to uh depend on a village for all of our needs but now all of those needs that a village used to fulfill we expect of it in one person that person right. has to be your best friend uh-huh. um and they have to be very honest with you and very transparent with you but they also have to be mysterious <laughs> that kind of Alluring. thing yeah, yeah like and and I think is that does that also you know is that to do with relationships today in general like are we are we um, seeking sexual relationships with people because maybe we're for reasons like religion or other personal reasons that we
1: are just not wanting to commit right as in <coughs> you don't you think that's because we don't want to put too much pressure on one person or we are, relationships are not happening because we are putting too much pressure on one person I think maybe a bit of both right. So, because you expect too much from a person, that just puts a strain yeah, on a, on a yeah, relationship, like especially something uh, like fragile. imagine if
0: imagine if you had what I can think of is just imagine if you had uh, a partner, and then not only do you have to navigate the relationship aspect of it, you have we're we're in a in a society where where our relationship is not tolerated, and so there's that added pressure of keeping things hidden, but then also showing affection to each other. Right. Like, how do you uh, decry, like, oh, I'm not dating this person, they're my best friend, but uh. also at the same time, be able to show the love that the other person wants and needs.
1: Right. Kind of reminds me of uh, this one incident that I told you about earlier where my colleague, um, he had not come up to me, so I was referring to his boyfriend as his friend. Yeah. Um, I knew of his boyfriend, right since he had not come out so i just didn't want to address it so when i said oh what about your friend and he was like oh i don't have a friend i (laughs) didn't have a boyfriend and i was like taking (laughs) it back i'm like okay i acknowledge that you have a boyfriend now well i guess but he is very young so kids maybe they at at his age perhaps did you just refer to like a colleague as a kid well yeah because he is super young well but uh, you know what i mean um, maybe they they have a different mindset but I believe that at, at currently at his at, at his age he may be feeling rebellious but yeah. he would kind of conform to the society's idea of what he needs to be what he should be doing at one point um, also kind of reminds me of a, of an ex of mine who um, got married wow. recently what? yeah wow. I know so we dated for a while he was he for a very brief while like he was the one who kind of uh initiated me to gay sex (laughs) so so to sex basically but like i was like discovering myself and he was that he was much older so obviously he was like taking advantage of me or whatever yeah but recently i found out he got married so i just we were friends on facebook so i just kind of uh Commented and I said congratulations. the <gasps> Next thing I I knew I got blocked. Like wow. so I have like no access whatsoever. I'm like okay. So you, so I don't know. Just as long as you stay faithful to her and you, yeah. you, you don't go on any other hookup apps looking for other guys. I'm okay. So I'm not gonna get involved with your life. Yeah. Do you wow. have any stories like that where people just turn straight? With quotations.
0: I can't, I don't think I've actually met anyone like that because <laughs> to me, uh, staying true to yourself is very important. So right. I generally tend to find people who are confident in who they are, yeah, who right. don't want to be boxed into, mm-hmm. um, a situation where they have to pretend to be someone else. Right. But I also understand that it is difficult. Um, yeah. Especially in today, mm-hmm. um, in today's society where right. where, you know, we want all the kind of stability that that
1: people say we should
0: have. Mm-hmm. So I yeah I I get I get where
1: they're coming from. Yeah. Well, I was not I definitely was not a good judge of character back then. I was sixteen, so I was like wow yeah and it happened through social media like I think it was through Facebook. So wow. yeah, back then and um yeah so well that is like one funny story the other one is well you've you've studied in australia for a few yeah. years and then you worked there yeah have I did. you ever encountered people who wanted to be in a relationship with you because they fetishized you
0: oh well not relationship but i've definitely been fetishized oh like in hookups
1: <laughs> yeah yeah okay uh,
0: Massages what are actually think? like a thing.
1: Also, like a, they they just call up this yeah, cute Asian guy to massage them. No, they want to massage the
0: cute Asians.
1: Oh wow! Yeah. And okay. not
0: expect anything in return. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's so I creepy. yeah, it is a little creepy. Right. Um. But you know, when you have a sore body, you kind of and like when you are poor student,
1: you know, <laughs> do they pay a massage, you to massage is massage. No, okay. they do not. They right. just come you and should like charge them. I mean, as a student, you could have made extra <laughs> bucks,
0: right? Yeah, totally. Well, if I could go back in time, I would tell
1: younger Jaren to do it. <laughs> well, my encounter was during my student years as well. But he, uh, he, I didn't know that he had a fetish for Indian guys until later on. Oh. I knew he was super fascinated with India and the Indian culture and all that. So when I kind of appeared in his class as a foreign exchange student, he was like, he totally latched on to me. And then, but I'm so grateful that he had that fetish because he really opened up a new world to me. Like he he introduced me to his friends. He basically made my life easier. Wow. Yeah, at that point. So some relationships are um, useful, I guess. I mean, of course, but, but it, this was, this was in Mexico. So over there, PDA is quite, quite common, common but yeah. I was, you know, I, 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 when I was there, I was from, I'm from an Asian culture, right? So I would, I had all this apprehension, whereas he was this open guy, everybody knew he was gay. And then like he was making out, he would like want to make out with me in school, in public. Wow. So I had like all that. And then like, after we broke up and I had to come back here, I was like, oh my God. And then. It was just like kind of depressing for a while, but then because because of you know all this, you could never have that here. It's impossible. Exactly, yeah. like, I'm sure you had experiences like that, uh, you know, when you came back and then you can't do most of the things that you did back then. Yeah, yeah. Your partner. Like, yeah. Anything I mean, that stands out for you, like what is what is the simple basic thing that you miss doing with your partner there? Um, it's I think it's like the normal.
0: Um, the usual thing that you would actually want to do with a partner like nothing nothing uh out of the blue but things like you know going to a movie together and like holding hands or cuddling in bed that Mm -hmm. kind of thing like i think i i miss that but currently in anything. bed you can still do it here though that is true
1: That is you true. just need to find
0: someone that is yeah true. but
1: still it goes back please true. listen to our first episode where we talk about why it's hard so hard to to be in a relationship because of all these hookup apps like yeah you just hook up you have the release and it's goodbye it's not easy not not easy easy. at all because um you can also refer back to the meme on our page (laughs) Uh where we talk about the bases yes like first base is anal second base is meeting the parents and third base is deleting grinder like have you ever (laughs) even gone to second base no of course not i'm Uh, yeah, yeah my parents will kill me yeah and kill themselves (laughs) like i don't want to go there (laughs) i have gone on second base oh really okay how did that turn out
0: that turned out all right because i was just like
1: this isn't in the water yeah
0: i was like it's not it's not anything significant you're just at an event where my family is (laughs) (laughs) oh really (laughs) and i told my family the same thing it's nothing significant you're just at an event where he is
1: yeah right okay yeah well i'm glad they were they were accepting that of the fact that he was there like yeah. just you know just randomly it was a momentous moment a uh-huh. momentous time <laughs> right yeah well i hope you know like you know as as everything in life you know, this this obsession that we have with hookups and this um the the, the how easy these apps make it seem for us to you know just to sleep with someone and forget about them the next day so i hope we will move past that and actually be able to forge real relationships but then again but then again of course you have this faction who talk about how we as gay men are not supposed to be confined to this idea of a monogamous relationship yeah yeah but for me why not have this why not why not make it your personal choice if you want to be in a monogamous relationship And uh, why not, like, more power to you And if you don't want to be in a monogamous relationship It's okay, you know, it's up to you as well But um, it's just that it seems that it's a lot more difficult For gay people to be in a monogamous relationship Compared to straight people So that's what is worrying to me Like, why shouldn't it be Why shouldn't gay people be uh, able to hold on to a relationship
0: Yeah, like, it's so hard to find someone Who actually wants a monogamous relationship um mm. and straight people definitely can you know find someone like that very easily someone right. who wants a family right. a couple years down the road um totally fam like devoted family person correct whereas on
1: um our uh, in our community it's more
0: yeah it's, it's yeah, harder. Like you
1: can't even imagine yourself walking down the aisle, let alone having kids, let alone starting exactly. a family with someone, Moving with another together. Man. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's just so much more issues, so much more barriers that we need to break yeah. before we could think about having a healthy monogamous relationship between gay men in Malaysia. Yeah. But uh, before we move on to our next segment where we talk about pop culture, which is always my favorite segment, uh, I must uh, address that um marrying this 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 uh idea of marrying uh, to a woman later on in life is not confined to malay muslim men as well Uh, only because um the guy that i dated who's married right now is a hindu indian man so it is it is a cultural issue rather than a religious issue in malaysia yeah Yeah. so um okay so i believe uh, as we move on to our next segment you have something that you would like to recommend
0: Yes, um, my recommendation today is a movie by the name of King Cobra. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know of it. Right, um, I have seen it. I I do like it because yes. of the topic. Yep, yeah. it is a bio. Well, not completely. It's a fictionalized version yeah. of um, a porn star's life about how he. Uh, got into porn and then how he got out of porn
1: right and how he was involved in a murder yes yes right
0: it was pretty uh it was i i don't know if that murder thing was
1: actually how real that was but it definitely was very intense right the movie did make it quite intense. Uh, if you do, it's King Cobra, and it's actually about Brent Corrigan. Yep. you can look up his uh, case online, actually, or his movies. Yeah, or his <laughs> movies, if you uh, inclined. Yeah, to uh, that. Um, of course, uh, his case actually involved. Um, uh, involved a murder like a porn star another yeah. porn star murdering a film producer that he was also sexually involved with him I think they had even had a romantic relationship so it's not actually a spoiler of the movie because the case is online it's it's yeah uh, like based it's on, true events. yeah it's based yeah. on true events so it, but the way the actors uh, portrayed their characters it was really good they yeah. were straight actors but they really committed to their characters Yeah, like, and
0: and I think even, like, the actor who played, uh, Brent, he actually does look
1: (laughs) like Brent, Uh and... and... I disagree on that, but he he had the sexual energy of a porn star, so, yeah, yeah, so I found that really, um, really, it was a, it was a good movie, you know, like, it wasn't, like, Half-assed biopic. It was just because it's just because it's about a porn star. They didn't just half-ass on it. Like you know, they really put their yeah.
0: And and like there were names like that you should look out for as well. Like uh, James Franco, I believe he was in it. it. And there was um, an actor from Pretty Little Liars as well. I don't know if you know of that show. Yeah, Um, I have seen one of the actors also acted in King Cobra.
1: Hmm. I think he was the murderer. Oh. Yeah. Did you just? Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you like, I say, if you know the case, then you would know. But um, the yeah, the big characters who were associated with it, like big actors. I yeah. Mean, um, they yeah they so they actually added more death to the movie. Um, moving on from movies to books. Yeah, uh, We would also like to recommend a classic, a classic Malaysian literature called Body to Body. I believe most of you would have heard of it already because of the significance that the book has to the Malaysian LGBT literature scene. Uh, it's actually edited by Jerome Coogan and Pang. So, um, of course, you know, Pang as this uh, Malaysian LGBT activist among many other things that he does. He is amazing. Follow him on Facebook. And um, Jerome is also very talented an author and artist. Recently, he actually had an exhibition at Urbanscapes curated by... um, I forgot her name. She's a famous uh, art curator as well. Right. Um, So he used derogatory terms that are used to address... Uh, the queer community in Malaysia, like pondan, um LGBT, just as a slur, um, Kuyen, um, uh, among other other slurs, I can't recall most of them right now. Yeah, but he made this art. Uh, the, he ch- he turned this space in in um, Urban Skips house, right at Jalan Hankasuri. So he had his space where he just used these terms and then made them sound appealing, like pondan Nation. Or, um, oh, damn it, the words are not coming to me right now. But um, the the exhibition is now over. But if you had the chance to see it uh, during Urban Scripts 2018, it is by Jerome Coogan. Um, so, this book, Body to Body, was edited by him. And it's published by, I think, now defunct Matahari Books by Ame Mohammad. this uh, amazing local filmmaker. Yeah. Well, this, the book has 23 different stories that address. Most issues that Malaysians face, yeah. from coming out to parents accepting your your orientation to, of course, uh, to some tragic, um, tragic stories that happens to LGBT Malaysians every day. Um, yeah. So if you have the chance, I believe the book is out of print already. I checked on Amazon. Wow. Uh, sorry, Amazon. It was going for four hundred dollars. What? Yeah, I know. So four hundred or four thousand. It, it it was steep. So, what edition do I have? Because if that's going to get me 4,000. Right. Really hold on to your book. <laughs> My copy has been um, bitten through by termites. Oh, But I it, it's still OK. I would say it's about 80 percent, 90 percent in yeah. good condition. But there are some uh, pages with with some, you know, some termite bite marks. <laughs> yeah, mine's uh, in
0: excellent condition, like it even has like a plastic wrapping.
1: Uh huh. I think yours is a lot more valuable than mine. If just go check Amazon. I mean, I'm not telling you guys. We're not telling you guys this to go and you know just to ask you guys to go and sell a book on Amazon. But if you wanna find it now, it's difficult. But also, if any of you have any um, pop culture suggestions
0: or right. like queer books to read, um, do reach out to us on our Facebook. It's facebook.com slash squared. we'd love to hear any comments or suggestions that you have Mm -hmm. so yeah like tell us what what um malaysian queer books
1: that are media that we should be delving into oh before we go uh matahari books also published a malay version called orang macam kita oh. which literally in, in english translates people to people like, like us. us so plu plu of course we know is it we know it as a term that is used to address the lgbt community in malaysia as well yeah so uh yeah if you can find a copy orang macam kita orang macam kita people like us good too please uh read <laughs> that book as well it's a recommendation from us And um, that wraps up this episode. Hope you had uh, fun listening to us as much as we did recording it. Um, Don't forget to like and
0: subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Facebook as well. Right.
1: Have a good day. And we'll catch you next time. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.